Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, we proudly bring to you at a studio two and two in the heart of Seattle, Washington. This is Physical Culture Radio. I'm your super dope host with the most, Greg Jones at Coach Greg Jones Instagram and Facebook. And absent today is our co-host Chris Edmonds, and we are interviewing Rebel Kell today, who is a pro wrestler at Rebel Kell Wrestles is her Instagram handle. And this is episode number 34 of Physical Culture Radio. And what we're going to go over today is what Rebel Kell does for her training, the rigors of being a pro wrestler, and kind of what it takes to be a pro athlete in this kind of endeavor that she's chosen. So without further ado, Kel, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Awesome. Really good. Really good. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pleasure having you on today. So to give you guys a little bit of background, um, Kelly trains at Monkey Bar Gym. So she trains under me as one of my athletes. Um, As you guys know, I train lots of uh, pro MMA people, jujitsu guys, and, um, and she happens to be a pro wrestler. She's an independent pro wrestler in the Pacific Northwest. And tell us a little bit about, uh, first of all, your background um, in athletics and then kind of like what got you into wrestling in the first place? My background in athletics. um, I mean, as far back as elementary school, if there was a sport being played, I was playing it with them. Um, Every recess, vacation, spare time. I used to sneak off the bus in high school at the wrong stop so I could like head to the basketball courts. Um, And I played basketball my entire life, played soccer for most of it, um, did some martial arts, was always interested in MMA and boxing and that sort of thing. Um, And I always liked like uh, physical contact sports. Right. More like I played volleyball too, but I really liked like I was aggressive and that's where i had the advantage so So the competitive nature has always been there yeah give us your statistics what uh how tall are you uh what's your age what's your weight and then people can go find you on instagram at rebel kel wrestles and kind of look for themselves but i want to give people kind of an understanding of the size of uh certain wrestlers um so what are your stats Uh, i'm six foot tall okay so much taller than most women, uh, yeah. 170 pounds, and I'm somewhere in my 20s. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. Um, so how did you get into or want to be a wrestler in the first place and then and, and then get into the pro ranks of wrestling? And what did, like how long ago was that? What did that? So I have like a pretty atypical story in that like I was never a pro wrestling fan growing up. I didn't watch it. Um, I, like I said, I was more into like the boxing and the MMA and that sort of thing. I actually started at your gym because I wanted to do like the jujitsu and stuff. Right. Um, but I went to college, kind of stopped playing sports and really realized that like being an athlete was my identity. And without that, I kind of felt like lost and unfulfilled. So when I graduated college, I really wanted to get back into some sort of competitive sport. I was actually doing a lot of research for like months on like what I was going to do, kind of looked into everything and wanted to see if there was anything I could still make a living at or have potential to succeed in. Yeah. And um, 
I mean, I looked into LFL. I looked into all this stuff. Right. <laughs> I looked into right. everything. And then I had decided on pro wrestling. And the first thing I did was, like, Google what the best schools were to go to. I found OVW, which is considered the Harvard of wrestling, or it once was. It was a feeder training school to go into WWE. Where is this at? Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. So... I bought a plane ticket to Louisville, Kentucky, and went down there. Uh, and how long ago was this? This was three and a half years okay. ago. Or almost four years ago. Okay. Almost four years ago. Um, and I talked to the coach there, and I watched training, and I watched matches, and it was the first time I was really like exposed to this sort of stuff. Um, and the coach there, uh, his best friend actually lives in Everett, Washington. So he was like, before you move down here, since you've never been in a ring before and you don't know if you even like this stuff, before you move your whole life down here, right. go meet with my friend, go train in Everett for a bit, and if you want to come later, you come on down. Okay. That was uh, Rip Rogers that sent me. He sent me to Buddy Wayne Academy in Everett. Okay. And Buddy Wayne was associated with who and what before? Um, Buddy Wayne worked for WWF. and Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So the previous WWE. WCW, what, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And, okay, so you went to Louisville, and then you decided to come back to Everett to yep. kind of commence your training? Yep. It okay. was the best decision I ever made because um, Buddy was an incredible coach. He uh, really had a big influence on my life, and um, I trained there like three days a week. Some days I'd train there for six, seven hours. Wow. Um, but I just loved being there and like being coached by him. And, um, I spent a lot of time in that gym. So was this a multi, uh, disciplinary gym? Did it have wrestling and nope, it was just pure. It was just pro wrestling. That okay. was all it was. So and no actually, other workouts. No. And actually he was like really big about like, when you have a ring, we're using the ring. Right. Like we're not going to sit around and do a bunch of squats and all that stuff. He expected me to do that in my off time. Sure. Like when I'm not in that gym, I'm going to the gym and yeah, doing squats that and that sense. sort of stuff. He's like, when you got the ring, you use it. Cause how often do you get access to something like this? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So how long did you train under him before <laughs> you then started having amateur matches or pro matches or how did that scale up for you? Um, okay, so I started wrestling in March, and I had my first match in December, so... Yeah, are we talking 2015 or 16? 16. Okay. Um, so, what is that? Probably like nine months before I had my very first okay. match. Okay, And, I mean, I probably wasn't ready, but <laughs> it went really good. Um, so, what's the typical time frame that people start practicing and then actually get in the ring and... You know, it, I've heard people that have been training for two years and still haven't been granted a match yet. Yeah. Um, it, it varies by every individual. It's You could be a good athlete, but you got to market yourself. There's sure. a lot of different factors that go into whether or not you're able to get a match around. Right. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you because... You know, looking at, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. When I was a little kid, there was a, a real popular wrestler by the name of Jimmy Superfly Snuka. And he used to do this flying, flying leap off the top uh, of the turnbuckles. And I, I forget whether he headbutted people or with this, but um, I went and saw him when I was like four years old. My dad took me to go see him. And I've been on again. I, I mean, I loved Hulk Hogan growing up. Like growing up, like who in the '80s or '90s didn't love Hulk Hogan or knew about him? 
Um, of course, then The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and there's been a lot of people that have been major industry stars that got their start in wrestling um, and kind of got mainstream celebrity status, um, as well as some women, too, uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, most notably lately in the WWE, and I think she just retired. But um, as far as the look because it seems like there's a certain look that a lot of the WWE girls and that what's the new league, the AEW? AEW, AEW yeah. is the new uh, professional league that's kind of a sought-after league to get into. Um, do you feel there that, that it's more about a look or more about physical ability being – specifically being a, a, a female right. um, wrestler? So- Obviously, in pro wrestling, there's no weight classes, so I don't have to worry about fitting into weight classes at, uh, at all. Um, right. It is super important to have the look, though. Uh, yeah. My coach used to just say, just look good. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're ripped or if you're kind of skinny, but, like, look good. Yeah. Um, I have So aesthetics matter. Aesthetics matter. Aesthetics matter, yeah. 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 Um, but then at the same time, uh, you know, strength matters, too. Like... There's definitely a lot more that I can do in a wrestling match when I'm able to lift people, when I'm able to push more weight. So Um, do you have to, are your physical demands, do you need to lift up and choke slam and (laughs) DDT guys as well as girls? Absolutely. Uh, I actually hadn't started wrestling any women until kind of recently, like all of my matches and all of my training sessions were with men. I Right now, I only train with men. There's not any women that come to my training. Right. So, And all of these men weigh more than I do. Um, yeah. And my coach, Ethan HD, he's my wrestling coach uh, over there at Evolve Fitness. Um, he doesn't take it easy on me at all. Like, if there is a big move and I don't think I can lift these guys, like, he don't care. He makes me try it. And then I yeah. find out, oh, wow, like, <laughs> yeah. I guess I can do it. Right. Um, and it's a pretty good feeling, but. Um, okay. So what is your, what do your workouts look like on a weekly basis, monthly basis? Because I know, obviously, <clears throat> you have lots of matches and you probably don't work out when you're traveling and doing matches because um, you do a lot of local traveling but then you do some international traveling tell us a little bit about what you've done um travel wise and where you've wrestled um i spent a month down in houston training at booker t's down there um i've been to new jersey new york i just came back from memphis this weekend i wrestled 12 matches in like a period of 24 hours wow um where else? i went to rhode island two weeks ago uh Oregon. Uh, I did a two month uh, tour in Japan for oh, stardom. Cool. Um, How did you like that being away from? It was awesome. Your training. Yeah, it was really awesome. It kind of was a moment for me that like all the hard work that I've put into wrestling and all the stuff that I've done has paid off. And like I'm here, I got paid to go to Japan. I'm living for free. Right. And I'm just a full time pro athlete. It was a really great experience for sure. Wow. Now, was that mostly Japanese girls over there or were there some American and different? I was the only American, um, but it's a whole Japanese roster. And then what they do is every three months they bring in like a few um, foreign girls. So I was the only American when I went and there was um, a girl from Mexico and then three from the UK. What's the difference 
in wrestling in Japan from from the United States? Like, what was that? You know, Japan uh, takes pro wrestling very, very seriously. Like, um, they, if you have an opponent, you don't, you don't, you aren't seen in the same room as your opponent. Uh, right. It's, it's um, very hard hitting. Um, the lang- language barrier, like, was incredible. I definitely thought that there was going to be, it was going to be easier to talk to other wrestlers, and it definitely wasn't. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was interesting because we had to wrestle with just body language and just, like, feeling each other. Because there's no communication. There's you no communication. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So right. you'd get into a ring with someone that you have absolutely no way to communicate with them, and right. you just have to, like wrestle right you just have to fill it out yeah so that cool. was a very good experience for sure okay so uh getting back to the workouts when you're not traveling or on the road or you know traveling internationally and uh, wrestling all week and all matches on the weekend what does your typical workout regimen look like let's say monday to friday so it used to be that I would wrestle three times a week and then I would just lift weight, weights at LA Fitness um, probably five, six days a week. Okay. I was really good at it. Um, it was my favorite part of the day. Then I hit this struggle where it was really hard for me to go to the gym by myself. It used to be my favorite part of the day. Yeah. And I would look forward to going and I just hit like a personal struggle where it was really hard to get in there. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like how I sought you out was because you do, uh, group classes and it was much easier to go into a class knowing there's five to 15 other people struggling the same way that I am. Um, and also you have the jujitsu and I was really interested in using some of those moves in my wrestling. Um, and so now since I've been doing those classes, which is also really good for me because weightlifting, I never... It made me look really good. My aesthetic was great. Right. But my lungs and like my cardio. Stamina. But stamina yeah. were not things that I ever would work on yep. in the gym by myself. I would get it in wrestling, but you know. Yeah. So now I do, what would you say, like two hit classes a week. Yeah. Weightlifting, what, three days a week? Yeah, three to and four. And then now I wrestle just one day a week um, training-wise, and then I usually wrestle every weekend as well. So Yeah, okay. Now, uh, if it scales up for you, what would it look like as far as wrestling and working out? And would it be more travel, less travel? Would you move to an area where you wrestle more? Or what would that look like going from, uh, let's say, where you're wrestling now and traveling all over the place um, and then getting into like an organization like AEW or WWE? What would that look like Um, travel-wise? Travel-wise, it would be even more travel than I'm doing right now. Um, Women for WWE, I mean, they're on the road. They have... We heard it has 170 matches a year. That's not that's not 170 travel days. That's 170 matches a year, and you're traveling day before, day after. You know right. what I mean? So it would definitely entail a lot more travel. And even on the independent scene, if it wasn't the WWE level, and you can make money on the independent scene for sure. Right. But absolutely, it's got a ton of travel. Um, yeah. Different countries all over the yeah. Yeah. All over the U.S. Where where would you like to go 
if you got a chance to wrestle again for like a month or two, I don't know, would you want to go back to Japan? Would I would you wanna... absolutely love to go back to Japan. Yeah. And I, uh, same I... organization. Yes, okay. absolutely. Stardom is top notch when it comes to Japanese female wrestling for sure. Yeah. Um, so I would love the opportunity to go back. Um, another place I've always kind of wanted to go for some reason is Australia. Okay. I've heard mixed things. So like sometimes I hear it's a big wrestling scene. Some people say it's not, um, but there is a company there, World Series Wrestling, that I would really like to go do a tour for down there. So right. So can't you go and spend a couple weeks there? For and, sure. And do yeah. Absolutely. Do you can actually go to. And... I've done some research. You can actually go to Australia for like three months without a visa. Oh wow. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, I've talked to a school down there about coming down there and training. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Okay. I'm actually ha really happy with the training I'm getting right here right now. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. In my earlier training days when I was still learning, uh, I don't know, some techniques, I guess. I was, right. I was well, much it more seems, inclined. It seems like more of your training earlier in your career, the first couple of years, was more technique oriented, right? You were doing Absolutely. more wrestling training. For sure. Whereas and now you're kind of doing more matches. Right. Yeah. For sure. And um, even when I was in New Jersey and Texas, I mean, I was training the whole time I was in those places as well. So, yeah. How is, how beat up does your body get um, from training and matches and also travel? As I do a lot of traveling too. Um, I've actually, so I, I know the rigors of traveling, um, but how is it for you like leaving for a long weekend and then wrestling the whole time in hotel rooms and it's, traveling back and forth? Uh, I'm six foot tall, so my legs don't like to fit in the airplane seat, first of all. Yeah. But um, it's a lot of like no sleep, driving, wrestling, like getting ready. It's like anytime I leave for something like that, I'm nonstop. Like in Memphis, I think I slept six hours total in like a three day period. Like wow. it was insane. As far as injuries go, there's definitely like injuries I've sustained over wrestling that will I will deal with for the rest of my life. I shattered my elbow getting hit with a metal chair once. Yeah. And like that is never gonna go away. It's always gonna be crunchy. Right now I'm like struggling because I took a suplex, I hit my heel and crushed my heel. Um, both my wrists are really, really messed up right now. I, it, there's always something. Sure. My trainer used to say, uh, if I didn't wrestle every day that I was hurt, I would have never wrestled a day in my life because right. there's always going to be something that's bothering you. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes, I, I think that goes with a lot athletes. of yeah, yeah, most athletes and different things that you're doing, whether it's professional or amateur. Absolutely. And even just lifting weights and powerlifting and bodybuilding is, you know, uh, Chris Edmonds and I mostly talk about bodybuilding and fitness and weightlifting and things like that. And although we train and bring up athletics and, and sports a lot, just just working out is hard on the body. Absolutely. And so that it, it sounds like pro wrestling, I, cause I've seen a lot of women and guys retire. Seem like you see lots of guys that wrestled into ripe old ages. Right. But then I've been kind of noticing the women 
when they get into like their mid to late thirties, a lot of them get really beat up and have to retire and they have neck well, issues. I or, feel the same way about the men. Yeah. Well, probably so. You've seen the undertaker in the ring lately. I hate to bring him up. God love him. But yeah, yeah, it's hard to watch. Um, right. It definitely takes a toll on your body. People die in wrestling. Like yeah. it's like, there's people that, Paige, for example, she's younger than I am, and she can't wrestle anymore because her neck's so messed up. They're right. afraid she'll get paralyzed if she keeps wrestling. That's the one who uh, is in that, or the movie's about fighting with my family. I don't know if you've seen it. The Rock's in it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah I'm familiar with it. But, yeah, uh, like you said, all athletes sustain this sort of stuff, and, you know. So what do you do recovery-wise? Because working out is one thing, like, What's your nutrition plan look like? What do you do recovery <laughs> wise? Because, you know, Chris and I talk about a lot of different re recovery things in bodybuilding. But what do you do to help recover yourself from wrestling? Like, you, let's say you come home from traveling and wrestling all weekend in your home effectively late Sunday night or early Monday. Like, what do you do to recover? Because that is beat the crap out of you all weekend. Well, I'm going to be totally honest and recovery is something it's so important it's just as important as training and it's something that i do not take the time enough time to do right um i like i i guess i have like fomo like fear of missing out like i don't ever want to like stop like i want to keep going and i'm just competitive so i'm like i can fight through it whatever um I got a concussion one time and I'm like, just put a helmet on me and throw me back in the ring. I'll be fine. Yeah. Like <laughs> typical athlete, typical athlete. So right? definitely like I almost need someone to kind of like remind me like, yo, take it slow. Cause I'll get so worked up, like wanting to push myself and like, uh, to the point where I just get like overwhelmed and I feel like, why can't I keep up? Like, sure. and it's because I don't take the time to recover that I need to. And I just like keep trying to go, 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 go. Right. Um, well, how are your sleeping habits? Do you sleep eight hours a night, seven hours a night, yeah, eight my hours? Sleeping habits generally? Are, yeah, my sleeping habits are pretty good. Okay. What about chiropractic? Do you do chiropractic massage? Oh, I love a good massage. Yeah. Chiropractic. I, I haven't been sold on it yet, but, um, yeah, I don't know. There's stuff in my back and hips that just, I've dealt with for a very long time now. So, yeah. you know, I think it's time to. Well, not all, not all chiropractors are equal and, um, there's, you know, good ones and bad ones out there. So you have to find the right fit for you. But another consideration would be hitting, you know, hot sauna, wet sauna, cold plunge, Things like that would help you recover, especially after a really gnarly weekend. For sure. Um, and then nutrition. What are you doing? How many meals do you eat a day? Uh, are you doing everything you can with with your eating and has from when you started wrestling to where you're at now? Has anything changed with how you eat? Mm. Or is it you just eat three meals a day or you know, two meals a day? Sometimes uh, I'm human. Like sometimes it's really easy for me to be on and I can eat good and yeah. I can not like have a drink and blah, blah, blah. And I can be doing really good with my diet. And then sometimes I'm just like, when you have that like cheap meal, a few times in a row, then it right. just continues. You know what I mean? Like well, you're like, well, when do I start it up again? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
Lately, I've been really good. I've been uh, losing weight since I came back from Japan. I think I've already lost like 14 pounds since I came back from Japan. Wow. Okay. Um, been so, eating a lot healthier. Been starting to eat breakfast, which is something I never really did before. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's big. Chris and I talk about that with everybody. <laughs> well, a lot of, you know, a lot of our clients and the people that he trains and the people he has a much more uh, hardcore clientele. I have more of a kind of an average Joe demographic and sometimes just getting people to eat breakfast and getting them out of not eating breakfast is a challenge. So you, you just absolutely have to start there with 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 your nutrition and then get in as much protein and as many meals as you're supposed to do to help your body recover. Because what nutrition is, is it's a recovery aid. If you don't eat. Right. And I have not, been feeling more energized yeah. and throughout the day and stuff like that as I've been eating breakfast. and eating So it's a work in progress, right? Absolutely. And, always. It always is. Yeah. And I, I, from experience know that traveling and, and I would expect that a lot of these uh, WIBE and, and independent and what have you, different organizational uh, wrestlers and what they're in, if you don't nail your nutrition while you're on the road, it's probably going to be more to the detriment than And that's than what not. makes it so. so such a struggle is that because of the travel, not only are you worried about like where, where and what am I going to eat while right. I'm gone, you also have to worry about, well, what where how am I gonna work out? You can't just leave every right. weekend or, you know, like for a week or whatever. You can't just keep leaving and just be like, Well, I'm on vacation, so I can't I don't need to work out. Yeah. Like you still have to find a gym, you still have to like get in there. It's a lot with traveling yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's not yeah. typical. It's not typical. But No, you gotta kinda figure it out. You gotta figure it out as you're doing it and you definitely have to plan and be prepared and and it's not easy. You have to, you have, yeah, it takes preparation yeah, for so. sure. Okay. I was actually listening to a podcast by, I think his name was Seth Rollins. Correct. So there was a podcast by Seth Rollins and he was talking about, uh, I guess he had, I don't know whether he'd married or had a girlfriend who was also. Recently engaged. Recently engaged. I think her name is Becky. Yep. Yeah. So the Seth Rollins is one of the top uh, WWE wrestlers, and he was talking about the rigors of traveling and for his sport and being a you know a contracted athlete through the WWE. And he was saying one of the things that he does when he hits the road and goes to a city is first thing he'll do is go hit a gym, right? And then he'll get meals and get some food. And then he'll wrestle that night and then he'll typically they have to drive to another mm -hmm. city and then he'll he'll seek out another gym, work out again, because what it does is and I know this from experience myself is working out is a form of loosening up the body as well. People people look at it like it's always just a workout that's going to make you stiff or if you don't do the proper mobility, stability work, core work and uh, warm up and cool down, then, you know, and just going to lift heavy ass weights, it can be detrimental. 
But if you're stiff from wrestling or stiff from a match and you go work out the next day, it's probably the best thing you can do as long as you don't overdo it, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and it'll probably help you out. It, and that's what I think Seth Rollins might have an advantage in that he has WWE behind him to well, yeah. get him these gym memberships and he's traveling with other wrestlers. Typically, I travel alone, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, that's definitely... Yeah, how to do it. That's definitely how to do it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So (laughs) There's nothing worse than coming off the plane and feeling like you got to wrestle right away. Yeah. So what are your your goals from here on out? Like, do you have fitness goals, goals for your body? Obviously, you want to heal and recover, you know, the micro trauma and the injuries and the little nagging things that are kind of cropping up in your body. But do you, what are your business goals like what are your goals in wrestling what would you where would you want to see yourself let's say two three years from now well right now my short-term goal is to get is to lean down a little bit right uh nail that nutrition a little bit harder because i do the workouts the working out is the easy part for me for sure it's the eating that's the hard part so right now my short-term goal is to nail that yeah lean out a little bit more um and so do you want to go back and travel like to Japan Absolutely. again? Before? Yeah, yeah, that would be like the next thing I would want to do is, um, yeah, tour somewhere. Yep. Um, eventually the goal is to be signed somewhere. You know? How do you are there open tryouts for this sort of thing? Can you go and try out or do you have to be invited or there, there are tryouts and um I've, I've never you... applied to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I feel like I've. I always think to myself, like, they should you, you seek get, you out. No, or? no, not at all. Okay. I just feel like I get one shot to make a good first impression with them. And I never, I always want to be better. Like, I never feel like I'm ready to show them what yeah. I got. And, like, as good or as much as I have succeeded other places, there's still this something in my mind that's like, I need to be a little, I don't know be a little further yeah before i show them this package but also yeah i think that that's my goal within the next year is to apply for a tryout and try out with wwe so okay so you would rather be wwe than this aew the new organization or does it matter i just want to make a living being a pro athlete right and in whatever form that comes you know i have been getting a lot more independent bookings and it's been really good for me it's growing for sure yeah um what about belts and titles do you have any are there any that you want to have okay i got a title okay (laughs) so you hold a belt (laughs) i hold a belt for sure okay it's my first one but uh yeah okay yeah of course like who wouldn't want to win win the smackdown or the raw championship right at a WrestleMania, like the Super Bowl of wrestling. How often do rookies come in and um, get those? Or is it a is it a pecking order thing where you have to move up the ranks for three, four years? Or are there girls that come in and just vie um, for titles pretty fast? Or how's that work? It's everyone's different. Yeah. Everyone is different. Some people can come right in and challenge for a title. Some yeah. people have been working to get this title for some people never so get some girls some never get it. Some people never get it. Yeah. 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 Um, so 
it really varies on the person, varies on the environment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming in and talking to me uh, in this episode of Physical Culture Radio. Again, for those of you out there, um, it's uh, Kelly's Instagram handle is at Rebel Kel Russells. So for Greg Jones, in the absence of Chris Edmonds, we want to thank you uh, for listening to another episode of Physical Culture Radio. Tune in next time, guys. Thank you.